everybody to the design party podcast your one-stop shop for everything product design i'm your host antonia and this is vitali and in this episode tell me what are you going to talk about well first of all we're doing this live we're here at Yay! Uh, oof, oof, no more lag no more messing with technical details i hope looking at you intently laptop um but we thought that we'd talk about the future of figma and kind of go through our uh pros and cons in a way or like wish list and naughty list of uh things <laughs> we hope uh would go well and uh i'm gonna leave the floor to you antonia to start because i hear you have a big list of uh grievances and wishes yeah so i'm gonna open this with little release that happened yesterday so we got this new menu item on top menu what's the name i forgot toolbar like, top toolbar i guess okay but like widget button or something i don't know yeah anyways extras yeah it's a fun looking um icon and then when you click on it you you have widgets components and something else i don't remember what it is i personally couldn't care less about components uh, sorry not components widgets I uh, care a lot about components, um, but I was uh, actually looking at my icons because I was I just started day um, with building a new design system at work and I just wanted to do a simple icon swap. I drag the icon and hot swapping doesn't work. So I'm like, Jesus, why it doesn't work from there? But if you go to assets and then search for the same icon, of course it works normally. So I'm a little bit worried because Figma is getting so, so big that teams are really having a very hard time syncing. Um, so maybe the team who was like doing this drop down just forgot about this feature that mm. we want to hot swap um, components for me that's something I use constantly like all the time so that was extremely weird to see today so I'm not gonna use that new menu item also one of the big things that bother me is extremely limited and super crude color management I mean how it is right now it can work for smaller projects but anything that's a little bit more extensive it's it's a disaster and I think Figma should have a native like token capability abilities uh, and like team switching um, because now we can only do it via certain plugins there are a few on the market some even ask for money um, and I think that that should be a native feature I'm gonna stop here and hear your thoughts well I'm actually gonna throw the ball back to you because mm. I think this is a very interesting uh, and I, like how would you like paint this as a user story right so like as a designer mm. I am working on a design system because I want to be fast in designing therefore I need to have complex interface for managing colors it doesn't have to be complex like mm. terrifying to look at it just has to be uh, feature rich mm. so just give me like when I click on colors like just give me persistent window that I can pin to some corner because I'm, I'm using it constantly let me have my favorite colors because honestly I use like 3% of all the colors we have in design system I don't need more um, let me have different layouts um, thumbnail layout is awesome I like it more because color like oval is a little bit bigger so I can see better but then we don't have label I really need label because it's important to know we have patterns that we need to follow I can't use color X when 
the whole app has this other color that's ever so slightly like darker or lighter. It has to be specifically that. So it's important that I'm precise. Uh, I want to specify tokens. Now, that part is quite complex. Maybe that's like completely other discussion. Um, but yeah, anyway, like pinnable interface with colors wouldn't mind the same thing for typography as well because, because I'm using that constantly and I need it and just manually clicking on the interface on this tiny, tiny uh, right-hand side is just boring. Yeah, yeah, no, I've also had like, it's my biggest frustration sometimes is when I'm, for example, developing something initial and I want to transfer color styles or text styles from one document to another. I basically have to uh, either duplicate the file or use plugins to define. Uh, and it, it never works quite as I would want to. And it's quite frustrating. And I think that like typography and color are the two things that really you see way more plugins for than other aspects of design in Figma because I think that uh, you're not the only mm. <laughs> designer or we're not the only designers who have to kind of scratch our heads and, and, and tear out some hair every now and then when we're working with these. Mm. But that's good. I think I understand more where you're coming from with that now. Yeah, but you also have your own list, don't you? Yeah, well, I'd say that the number one thing, I mean, of course, there's a lot. I'm, I'm so happy that, for example, now in 2022, they released the spotlight feature. So you can ask people to come and see your screen rather than having to ask them to click on your avatar icon to, to see what you're seeing. Um, but prototyping, I really, really... Really wish that they would bring in input fields, right? Kind of like ProtoPy, which is what I have to use now for my prototyping if I want any type of interactivity other than tapping. And logic. Yeah, basically. I think Figma should buy ProtoPy while it's hot and, well, still rather tiny and affordable <laughs> because that company will surely grow big, mm. very big. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Figma should have enough budget for that and I think they should go for it because their uh, prototyping is so simple and dummy that it's so useless that I don't even try to use it. I just directly go to ProtoPy and do the thing. Mm. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, I find that, I mean, because it really depends. I know that you do much more technical um, work with, with the kind of stuff that you do, whereas I'm like more validating general concepts mm -hmm. and stuff. For So I find that like for 80% of my stuff, prototyping in Figma is okay, mm. like sufficient. And I really love that the, the new spring animations and that kind of stuff but i do feel that like there's such an easy next level that they could introduce you know like they could keep all of that simple stuff but just add the advanced layer for the people who want it without making it more complex like for example integrating protopi yeah and also one thing um I think Figma is not really investing in prototyping that much or at all at this moment because no significant uh, movements there except for like new animations. But this, what they are doing there tells me they don't really care or understand how enterprises work. Um, so we have, for example, specified recipe for animation. So it doesn't matter that I put some cool spring animation and then everything will jump around the screen. We have recipe, we have form how certain animation should look. I should be able to create like animation style mm. and then apply to certain um, transformations or segues. It's completely impossible right now because motion designer defines these things. So I don't want to even be bothered with that. I just want to select these things and pro uh, prototyping um, should be just basically connecting like logic and that's it. But I don't think we will see that anytime soon, if ever. Yeah. yeah and I guess another thing that's kind of related is is this responsiveness. 
you know, and I really love this response, responsive plugin that came out that allows you to link different uh, sized frames to become uh, responsive. And then it creates like a pseudo preview frame where then you can drag it. And then when it reaches the different breaking points, it switches between these different layers. So you kind of have this feeling or sense of how it would work responsively. But I mean, now that CSS is getting like container uh, breakpoints and, and, and kind of like really finally getting that next level of responsiveness rather than just like viewport width. I feel like it's around that, like this is a good time for Figma to invest also a little bit in like kind of like responsive features where it kind of relates to this logic that this conditionality that like if, you know, this is in something where the width is under X, then display frame Y, for example. And it, because whenever it's a plugin, there's always all these limitations. Yeah. And, and it's such a high threshold to integrate integrated into anything production like it's one thing to play around with it teach people how to use it in training and another thing to build something that relies on it and and so also with this responsive plugin becoming paid oh you know it, you can still kind of use it in a new file to set it up and try it out and whatnot but it, you pretty quickly run into the paid limit of it and so i think it's an interesting idea that components and the new properties and all these new features that they're adding supports and i think that like or helps uh, kind of build up that functionality and also looking at like the kind of token language they've used sometimes for fun in their config website when they're promoting the event and whatnot really paints in the direction that I'm sure they're thinking about this. But I think it would be nice if Figma could open the doors to what they're developing a bit more that you could like opt in kind of like with interactive components, which has, I guess, been the last huge addition to to uh, prototyping in the, in the last three years or so. Mm -hmm. um, that, that really, uh, yeah, it would be really awesome to be able to kind of like bring that responsiveness there so that then you wouldn't have have to just select okay well this is an iphone prototype or an ipad prototype but rather just have it be responsive and and kind of like test that logic so you can really uh, create some inter interesting interactions and testing before you kind of involve the developers and, and start bringing it to code. I think they should have a very clear separation uh, between mobile app development, not development, designing, uh, and web app designing, because we need different um, features, functionality set, uh, depending on the platform we are using, actually. Uh, it would be super nice. I've been actually trying to get some info around the roadmap, but now they're like super secretive, and I think like two or even three years ago I was trying to get to their like customer support and I was lucky because all companies I was in they were paying for like this enterprise tier so we had a person who will respond quite fast if you send a message but they started to be super secretive about their roadmap of course because now they're very important and when I suggest something, some changes, like some ideas, like just bug um, fixes and stuff like that, I remember one agent told me pretty much our roadmap is locked, I don't know, for next year. We're not going to change anything. So I'm thinking, like, what the hell? Like, if you have a need to, to, to like, fix something, like, people are obviously, like, ranting about it. And one certain e bug was um, very, very much present, like, in the internet. Like, everyone was like, ah, oh, this is still not working. It's been five years, what the fuck? And they just fixed it, like, I don't know, like two years ago or something. So I think that they don't care about us users anymore at this point. It's only about business and how money can they get. Because obviously they're tapping into whiteboard industry, this 
that's like evaluated to be like what 17 billion or something mm. um so we're seeing this like stupid widgets and whatnot but we are not seeing actual changes when it comes to design system designer developer collaboration animation and stuff like that so mm. yeah i'm a little bit disheartened how figma is moving forward but uh, i'm just hoping for the best mm. yeah i mean i guess we're all rooting for figma they've created so much goodness and made our lives so much better oh, but yeah. there's such a risk of them becoming the next sketch yes i'm always afraid of that no. we know how that went <laughs> yeah i mean i get because i guess there's like the difference between enabling third parties to expand your functionality and relying on them to keep your product relevant which i think sketch kind of did with envision kind of moving in an abstract and zeppelin yeah and they haven't really been able to transform that and i feel like at least i felt and i, I might be mistaken i'd be really interested to hear your thoughts on it that I feel that compared to Sketch, Figma started with a much more open and designer-friendly yes. business culture. Yes. But the bigger they've become, the more the money people have maybe taken reign yes. of the, the control. Uh, that's exactly what happened, at least um, in my eyes, because I was one of the early adopters of Figma. When nobody even knew what Figma is and was, I saw it like in designer news or product hunt, whatever, probably some obscure website. And I thought, this tool is so much better than sketch i'm just gonna use it you know what i'm just gonna use it and i was right to use it because it became next big thing in design and their road i think they even had a roadmap like in trello or something mm, i remember it, seeing it, that. it is super super open but it's a bit saddening to see like when company becomes very important they, they, be, they become like so close and mystical and stop listening to actual users who made them popular mm. i just um i don't appreciate that mm. for me that's not very nice behavior from a company yeah well i find it strange i have these two little anecdotes of like um well i i worked on this uh service for illiterate immigrants and i needed something that supported uh like voice triggers or like mm -hmm. sound triggers that when you press a button a voice uh is repeated and i remember this was like three years ago four years ago and it was really hard to find any software that would support this i basically had to build an html prototype using webflow and then custom javascript to make it work and then maybe like half a year after that adobe xd came out with support for sound triggers and i was like wow i could have used this half a year ago or whatever um and then i think it was last year that figma was like we've brought voice and i was like wow figma's finally getting it but no they meant voice chat yeah and it was like how did you like they, the way that they talked about it i really thought that they had brought support for voice interactions or sound interactions but that still isn't here um and not a single peep of it either which is weird because it's one of these features that rival software has and they don't and they don't seem to mind the other that's been since day one that drives me up the wall is strokes because you can add multiple stroke values like gradient and whatnot but you can only add one stroke uh thickness and i even talked about this with their engineer uh this this one guy who used to work there and while he was still working there i mentioned this and he was like oh that's strange i'll, I'll look into it and never heard back from him yeah, about of that course. of yeah. course you know the traditional story and i think that this year they added some new stroke features yeah. and that still hasn't been addressed and i just find it so strange because if you because with css it's very simple to give multiple stroke values even if it's in for one element but now you know still you can add all these different uh, color styles but you only have one uh, value for stroke type and stroke thickness you know is it inside center or outside yeah. and 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 what Which pixel edge? value it is yeah 
Yeah, well, you have uh, quite a problem there. I have never um, stumbled upon a problem where I need to use multiple strokes in a project, but okay, I guess there is like an audience that needs that. Well, well, think about this, for example. If uh, you have um, a button, right, and it has, like it's a secondary button, so it has a border, and mm -hmm. let's say it has like white background, mm -hmm. and then for a hover style, you would want it to have like, for example, like, or a focus style, so that then it would have like another border on top of the border. Now, what I do is that I just like nested in a frame inside yeah. of a frame, you know, bada bing, bada boom. But it's just uh, to me like such a glaringly obvious and to me such a simple solution that like if you press that plus button, you already have a stroke style set. You just get another set of the options. So it's not just the color, but you get all the other <coughs> options as well. Yeah, for us is you just press here and there you go. And <laughs> for course. them, for them is like when they calculate how much designer and developer and product lead time they would put into this. Uh, opposed to just fucking nesting it and then having it in like three seconds, they're probably like, nah, they can manage with that. It's all right. That's right. That's right. But every time I see a, you know, washi tape added to Fig Jam as a feature, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> I don't even need, like, I plan to use Fig Jam a lot more mm. in future, um, but I really struggle with all these plugins and widgets. I find them extremely gimmicky. I mean, I, I tried Jira um, widget and it works nicely. It pulled all the tickets and I've seen them. Um, but I have to say, maybe, maybe I'm just not creating or I don't know. Uh, I have a hard time um, thinking of some workflow where this would be like super amazing. To be quite honest, I don't know how, like it seems cool. Wow, I can do that. But I don't know how, how am I supposed to use that? Like FigGem or the plugins for it? Uh, like widgets you can put in Fig. Mm. Hey, uh, just something occurred. You said today to me that uh, they brought widgets to Figma. Is it possible? So uh, Jira plugin also works in Fig, um, not only FigGem, but Fig. Okay, I just realized one great workflow. So, nice. um, when something is in development, like developer is implementing certain feature, then you can just like put that ticket somewhere near the frame of the ready-made, like done design. And then when developers uh, like done, then you can see that the ticket changed. Then. That's for example, useful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I have to say that like I've moved, I, I used to really like be enamored with Mural. Then I got frustrated and I fell in love with Miro and, or Miro, however people pronounce it. And then- uh, Miro. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then Fig Jam has become a bit more mature. And now like for my own personal stuff, I use it because then like, for example, the alignment keyboard shortcuts, you don't mm. get that in any other place. Um, so I just, I really love using Fig Jam for visualizing, for workshops, for, for collaborating with designers. Like now we don't have, we used to have like, um, our designer weeklies. We just use Dropbox paper, kind of like just have a text-based thing. Oh, that still exists? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, it's as long as you don't need to export anything out of there, it's quite nice. But like for collaboration, uh, we have like most of our documentation like still in paper and, and we use it for meetings and whatnot. But uh, as designers, we always just do our weeklies and, and ideation stuff just in Fig Jam. And I find it really nice if you have like, for example, uh, if you're struggling with copy, for example, then you can just copy that frame from Figma, bring it to Fig Jam, make, you know, one copy for every team member, and then they can edit the text inside of Fig Jam in, in your workshop live. 
five uh, without having to exit. And then we can preview it as the design would look like. And then you just take the winning design and bring it back to Figma. So I really love that collaborating. But in terms of like plugins and widgets, I'd say that mostly I use uh, simple vote to, to gather votes and a stamp counter if I'm feeling creative and we're voting with stamps. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like I, I don't use them much. And I do feel like uh, what you say is true that like some of them are a bit gimmicky and they don't integrate quite as well as, as, as you would hope. Um, but I think that there's a lot of potential there. And I feel that the that there's probably a lot that I haven't even um, properly given a chance to try out. Yeah, but also um, it's hard to find time to like try everything and actually think of like a good workflow, how to implement a certain widget or plugin to to actually works to actually help you improve your workflow. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, I just I was just like glancing at at the list a little bit, and I see iPad app that I mentioned a little bit. <laughs> earlier like when we were preparing yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i think a couple of weeks or maybe months ago they had some um news like hey new ipad app i immediately downloaded it and i was like what the hell is new here it still doesn't work Um, so I would love to be able to take my mouse, take my, um, iPad Air that has already like keyboard, you know, walk to the beach, sit down, just open it. Like it's super lightweight. I don't have to hold like millions of cords and five kilograms of laptops and I don't know what. And just, you know, design like very nice, chill, lightweight designing. Um, yeah. So for me, it's like weird that they're not uh, investing and putting more effort into iPad app to make it like actually usable as it is on desktop. Mm. Um, so I, w- I would really love to see some changing changes there. But yeah, I what guess. What would you say are like the biggest frustrations compared to it's desktop? Just, it doesn't work. That thing doesn't work. Mm. It's just like bug. It's called bug, not Figma. <laughs> it's just weird and it, it, it's nothing like desktop experience, like nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I used it. I got around it, but it definitely felt like it required more tapping and, and more frustration like double takes and and things not registering quite as they should so I'm, I'm hoping that they improve it but I am looking forward to at some point um, like using it for with the pen to draw but it doesn't even have pressure support so that's a bit frustrating yeah I understand that it's vector editing tool first and foremost so I never expect from Figma to get any raster support and I am fine with that if I want to draw something I will fire up my procreate and draw there or some other tool if I want um, so at least in my opinion that's like super like not relevant to Figma and their business case at would it be like super nice to like start ma- making like very simple illustrations on iPad having you know some basic pressures yeah I I really dislike using Adobe products I think they're slow bulky expensive they have so m- many features that it takes days weeks to understand how it works and uh, yeah some simple tool that you already know would be really nice but hey wishful thinking hmm. maybe one day wishful or visual <laughs> visual wishful thinking Same that fast wishful visual thinking wishful visual thinking wishful visual (laughs) (laughs) nice all right what what else is there well i guess collaborating right Mm. we kind of lightly mentioned that as well i mean 
I mean, collaborating before Figma was such a pain in the butt. Like it's so, I'm so happy that no more files, no more using other services, like that everything can be kind of centralized into Figma and that they have like component support, like little text documentation and linking to external sources. Um, but still, especially now with branching and all these like other more complicated workflows coming into Figma. Um, I mean, I don't know. For me, like working as a consultant in an agency, like I'm so used to just having, you know, we have things in Jira, things in Slack, things in email, things in Trello. Like we have a gazillion services and you just have to deal with it. Um, but of course, it would be nice to, to be able to centralize things a bit more and to make things a bit, I don't know, clearer or easier because I do feel that often developers don't even go to Figma to check out the things yeah, that we've I also, made for them. You know what? I also started to suspect that something is wrong because sometimes I would um, get PR um, URL, um, like just notification in Slack, and I would check on GitHub what developer implemented. They're very nice, so they provide screen so I don't have to compile apps uh, locally because that takes half of the day, not worth it. Um, so yeah, and I see immediately, I don't even have to compare things. Like I just like, oh, ha, ha, this color, wrong, spacing, wrong, typography, wrong, font size, wrong. And I'm like, this is extremely easy to see. They have like design system, tokens, whatever, already specified. So they just have to call certain variable to make it work. And it's the same name as we have in Figma. So why the hell it's not the same? Why does it have to be mistake first time? Mm. When it's like super simple, it's not like, uh -huh, if they use San Francisco 14, uh, then I need to use this variable. No, it's the same name. Mm. But yeah, that's like weird. I don't think developers really look Figma. Yeah, and it's interesting to think like what could help. Like I, I'm really interested in the new storyboard, or star, sorry, storybook uh, plugin where you can kind of like link oh, your yeah. design system to your designs in Figma and then you can visually compare them very easily. So these kind of things, of course, I think are good. But yeah, it's, it's sometimes a bit difficult to distinguish between what the tool should allow and what processes are necessary for them to be actually useful. But I do find that like uh, so often we have to create like hidden frames for notation or an annotated like accessibility tips or you know for ARIA labels and this kind of thing that it would be nice if Figma allowed comparing like kind of real scenarios to what you have in Figma or to maybe create like a process checklist that could be supported uh, and, and now we really have to rely on secondary or third-party tools to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. It would be cool if we would have like uh, Chrome, Safari, Firefox plugin um, made by Figma to actually compare designs. It would be actually quite nice. Um, I'm just thinking how to make sure developers open Figma and check stuff. Mm. Because I tried many times like to educate them and show them like some shortcuts or give them some tips how to use it more efficiently. But that didn't really help. I, I don't think it helped actually. Um, and I don't know how the interface looks when developer uh, is coming to the file because I, I've been... I don't think I have been uh, ever put in the role of a viewer. <laughs> so I really don't know how it looks from that side. But there should be more roles in Figma, like product lead, copywriter, uh, developer. And it's not fair that it's the same price for everybody. I understand that the biggest price should be for designers. But copywriter, why do we need to pay the same, I don't know, $30, whatever, for copywriter when he's just working with text? 
like come on like give it half price it's not fair it's just changing text i don't think that's nice and also when developer comes in they don't need to see that interface like and be like super afraid of it like just hovering should give all the information like if they need to use some shortcuts to see a stuff it won't work they will never go to figma documentation and read how to use it they will never go there mm. and if you're a developer and you did that or you will do that you're like amazing human being and i wish i work with you uh find me <laughs> help help <laughs> But yeah, it, it should be just like hovering, like mm. the simplest, like no UI. It's just like you open it, you, you get like screen and you just hover and like values are like shooting left and right. What no. do you think? No, I think it's a good idea. Like uh, Logic has that or GarageBand when you start it for the first time, you have like on the sidebar this uh, quick help thing and then it just tells you what your cursor is pointing at, right? Uh -huh. So I think like there's definitely some, some good wisdom uh, for, for easier design design um, readability using this kind of train of thought. I remember that there was a project where there was like uh, difficulty having a good designer development uh, collaborating or like basically the product owner was in the middle wanting to break, uh, wanting to play broken telephone. And uh, I, I remember then a few months into the project, we had a meeting with developers present and only then did I discover that they didn't really know that there's that inspect tab. So yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, all right, of course, like you're having a difficult time. You didn't know that this existed. So definitely no tool can replace uh, processes and, and good team collaborating. But at the same time, I do hold that there are very easy steps to take to create um, general kind of defaults that can help move everybody forward. Forward. It should be intuitive. If somebody who's working in, in some other field uh, needs to use a tool, they will certainly not go, go through the hassle of reading documentation as you and I are doing, uh, going through tutorials and like just trying to educate yourself, trying and, you know, trial and error and stuff like that. It just has to work. And unfortunately, we have uh, this collaboration between developers and designers that's still very actually... Uh, crude at this point and you know what this inspector tab I, l I love how companies are like yeah you can just click and copy the code nobody's using <laughs> that nobody's using that everybody uh, who is serious about about their products are just manually writing the code like come on yeah. make it actually usable yeah yeah. I mean even though now with auto layout you have the flexbox things like it's it all only points in the right direction because also how browsers render text for example is very different from how Figma renders text mm. and, and so there, there will always be that schism um but there's definitely a lot of things that that can be built to to help uh, bridge that gap and i would say that like uh one thing that i really hope kind of going back to fig jam mm -hmm. and ipad would be that i could draw basic wireframes and then it convert them into components you know and i think that's, that's like a, that's like a plug-in that i've had in mind ever since i saw the ipad app be released so i might just have to build it myself and then once you're done figma will be like hey we have this new feature we can recognize components or you can assign different um sketches or like doodles shapes, yeah. shapes whatever to certain components and then it just like appears there when you mm. 
Yeah, I mean, Airbnb had that really cool yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember that demo. That was really cool. I mean, that was years ago. Yeah, that was almost like 10 years ago. The, yeah, like, what? What? And we still don't have anything similar. It's still all just manual, dragging, dropping, clicking, moving, pushing. Mm. But I have to say, I'm forever grateful for paste and replace. Like, that has saved me so much time really? ever since that. Oh, yeah. When do you use that? Oh, so much. Like, for example, if, I'm, if I've uh, built, like, some, like, rudimentary design and mm -hmm. then I've gone and created like uh, components mm -hmm. and then to replace that or if I'm just like sketching really quickly and then I want to replace it with an actual thing uh, or yeah like avatar if I'm like creating like a sales proposition or something like that and then I have to like switch someone's details for, for someone else's or whatnot like I just find I use it almost daily hmm, really yeah what's the shortcut command alt shift c or v so it's basically all the modifiers and alt. C. option I, I always say alt I'm an old, old old soul dude you're using mac for like like 20 years already <laughs> and you're still stuck at alt hey what can i say well, no one's perfect <laughs> well it's time to um say goodbye to, to our dear listeners um and i just want to say i know that we have um opinions to say the least how figma should work and serve us um, but we also do understand that it's a company and um, they can do whatever the hell they want to do and we can accept it or switch to some other tool. I just hope we are done with switching because switching from Sketch to Figma was not the first switch in our lives and we're kind of tired of that. Mm. Do you agree? Oh yeah, but Figma, remember, framers looking at you real intently. <laughs> yes, so far just like looking, like still doing nothing, but um, who knows, maybe they will wake up and, and surprise us. Yeah, I mean, main thing is siempre palante, as they say in Spanish, always move forward. <laughs> exactly, and maybe, you know, listen to users. We are designers, we need to listen to our users and their wishes and, and troubles and all of that. But anyway... If you are listening to, if you're listening this podcast on a platform that has messaging enabled, such as Spotify, I believe, you can shoot us a message. It can be a question, it can be critique, it can be a rant, whatever. Try it. Let's see uh, what what happens. From me, that's all. Have a nice one, and um, yeah, chat later. Bye.